Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Blue Jackets fans. This is Locked On Blue Jackets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, If today does not have enough hockey news for you, if you want to look outside the Blue Jackets and to the league at uh, large, you can go to Locked On NHL. It is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the NHL. You can subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps each day. Subscribe to Locked On NHL today wherever you get podcasts. So today uh, I couldn't decide what to talk about. We've had a busy couple of weeks with the... uh, We've had a uh, a busy couple of days with the Kraken expansion draft, with the entry draft where we picked up nine new prospects, uh, with the Seth Jones trade, and uh, with the surprise trade of Cam Atkinson, not even 24 hours later. So lots lots to talk about uh, this week. Lots to lots to cover, lots of people to talk to, um, so I thought we would start off strong. Uh, we've got regular guest, friend of the show, Jack Bushman from Locked on Blackhawks, to come and talk to us about Seth Jones, uh, about that monster contract he signed, and uh, we'll look at how, how the trade has kind of panned out for both teams so far, some initial reactions, did we like it, did we hate it? Uh, spoiler alert... We are both kind of firmly in the camp of, we liked it. So I'll uh, I'll get right into it. So about six weeks ago, I sat down with uh, Jack Bushman of Lockdown Blackhawks, and we kind of threw some trade proposals around for Seth Jones. We had uh, some silly ones, mostly from me, and then uh, we had one from Jack that uh, turned out to kind of be spookily, spookily accurate. So in the wake of the Seth Jones trade this weekend, I figured we would get Jack back on the show and uh, talk about whether he's planning on using his psychic powers to fight crime. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, pretty funny how close that that deal wound up being. Um, I even was, was pretty close in the pick coming back to Chicago along with Seth Jones. It was funny. Um, for those of you who don't know out there, the trade that me and Jay talked about, about uh, a month and a half ago now, that deal was a first round pick and a second round pick. Uh, Dylan Strom and Adam Boquist. So essentially you swap out that extra first round pick for Dylan Strom. And then from Columbus, I said would be Seth Jones, of course, along with either a third or a fourth round pick. And that wound up being a sixth round pick. So we were, we were nearly there, Jay. We were very close. And uh, yeah, we were. I, it didn't even it didn't even ring a bell. Like it didn't even dawn on me that I even proposed that trade because I I had talked with so many people about so many potential options. It didn't even dawn on me that that was one that I had thrown out there until uh, you threw it in my mentions after the deal had gone down. And I was like, wow, that is eerily close. Yeah. I I only remembered because I was talking to someone else about it and I I was saying, oh, well, this was the the trade we came up with. Um, Who was I talking to? Oh, I was talking to... um... Nolan from from Lockdown Red Wings and we were talking uh, about how um, we didn't need to worry about center. It was kind of a tongue-in-cheek comment about how we're going to get Kirby Dak from the Blackhawks and we kind of spiraled and I was like actually <laughs> you know it's funny that they say that because we started at that point and then ended up with this trade and then after the trade happened I thought I kind of read through it a little bit and thought about it and was like 
actually that's that's pretty pretty damn close um and i think also is is funny is we pretty what you predicted a third or a fourth uh you actually ended up getting uh we swapped first round picks as well so really you got a first and a sixth and if you even those out it is kind of it is almost a, a third or a fourth round pick so yeah i think it's just, yeah, just extremely funny. I actually went and um, clipped the the audio from that episode to to post just because, again, I thought that was... I know, I appreciate you doing that. Just it was so cool. funny. <laughs> it was, it was. But um, I guess moving on to the deal now, Seth Jones is officially a member of the Blackhawks, but uh, it cost him a pretty hefty price. Before we talk about the contract extension, let's just talk about from your NJ, I'm curious because the, the contract doesn't affect the Blue Jackets in a sense here. It's really only the trade. So from a Blue Jackets, you know, um, from your guys' perspectives, getting two firsts, a second, and Adam Boquist, or, or I guess swapping firsts, getting another one, a second Adam Boquist. What are your thoughts on that return? Yeah, I was, I was really happy with it. Um, I was, the closer it came to like draft day and stuff, but I was getting more and more worried that nothing was happening. There was a lot of chatter about um, how the Blackhawks wanted to give up picks and prospects as instead of giving up, you know, just Kirby Dak and something else. Um, and I was kind of of the opinion that like, if we're losing someone like Seth Jones, we already have a ton of picks. I would prefer like one really good prospect and a high pick rather than like three no-name prospect at a first and a second and a fourth or whatever like there was that Evander Kane trade a few a few years ago that was like Evander Kane and seven other players were involved in that you know and I was like I don't really have yeah I don't know those kind of trades bother me um I don't really know why but yeah so I was I was getting worried that it was getting closer and closer and nothing was happening and then the Rasmus Ristolainen trade happened where Philadelphia just kind of went momentarily insane I think and paid what Robert Haig and a third round pick for Rasmus Ristolainen. And I remember seeing that return and thinking, oh, we are getting so much. We are getting so much for, for Seth Jones, you know? Because mm-hmm. I saw that trade. It was like, Yamo was also going to see that trade and then just send a screenshot of that tweet to Stan Bowman and be like, okay, <laughs> I want this, but like three times as much. <laughs> yeah, the I mean the market w- was set pretty high there in that wrist line and trade. I could not believe uh, that he got that he got that much in return. Um, Coming up in a minute, I've got more of my conversation with Jack. But first, I've got to tell you about Built Bar because Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. Uh, I had one for breakfast this morning. Uh, it was delicious. It was a. Uh, Cookies and cream, which I have not tried yet, and very, very good. Highly recommend. Uh, If you haven't tried all of the flavours, you can get a mix box where you get two of each of the nine flavours. There is a ton of variety in there. They've got fruit flavours. They've got candy bar flavours. They're all good. I have not yet had a built bar that I haven't enjoyed. Uh, And not only are they the best tasting, they're also healthy as well. So... For the, like, five minutes, I decided to work out and go to the gym. Bull bars were really great then. It was an extra kick of protein in my diet. And now I mostly uh, just kind of exercise when I take the trash out. But Bill bars are good as well, no matter the level of your workout. So if you go to built.com, here's the best bit. Use promo code LOCKED15, you will get 15% off your order, no matter what it is. 
doesn't matter how much it is, you will get 15% off. Once again, promo code LOCKED15 at built.com, and you get 15% off. So uh, run, do not walk. From a Blackhawks perspective, the only thing I think that's a little tough about the, the trade was the extra first round pick. I knew the Blackhawks were going to have to give up one of their solid prospects, whether it be um, Ian Mitchell or Nicholas Bodan on the back end, or it wound up being Adam Boquist or Philip Kershev was a guy we had thrown around. Uh, I knew we were going to lose someone that was pretty good and swapping first round picks. Okay. Not the end of the world, moving down, moving down 20 spots. We still have a first round pick, still got a chance to get a good player there. Wound up taking uh, Nolan Allen, a defenseman. Interesting selection, by the way, but that's a whole nother conversation. Uh, but the extra first round pick, I think, really is the, the only problem I have with this deal. But as we talked about a little bit before the recording, um, to not give up Lucas Reichel, I think that makes giving away the first round pick feel a little bit better. But I still think at the end of the day, the Blackhawks gave up a, a tad bit too much. Um, but I, I understood why they did it because. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, their biggest need in this offseason was getting a number one defenseman, and they got that when it's all said and done. Yeah, definitely. And I think as well, the it's the fact that it's the first round pick next year that stings as well. Like from like from my point of view, like we talked about it a little bit before recording, I'm thrilled because next season is supposed to be a much deeper draft. Uh, if the Blackhawks are not great, then, you know, that has a potential to be, you know, maybe another top 10 first round right. pick for us um whereas this year the draft was really kind of it was a much weaker draft than than usual so I mean swapping first is kind of I don't know it kind of felt not negligible right. but it was it, it is what it is you know we ended mm-hmm. up drafting um Cole Sillinger good Columbus boy um who certainly would not have been there had we waited to pick um but yeah it's I think overpaid is is an easy word to throw around. And I think the the yeah. contract, which I'm sure we'll get onto in a minute, is is definitely an overpay. But also like if it's if it works, if Seth Jones finds success in Chicago, then you know it's it's overpayment, I feel like is kind of relative, you know, like the Tampa Bay Lightning gave up a first round pick for David Savard. At the time everyone was like, wow, massive overpay. Right. But they they won the Stanley Cup, you know? It's, exactly. it's worth it. If if Toronto had won the Stanley Cup this season after giving up a first round pick for Nick Foligno, then that trade would have been the best trade that Duke, Kyle Dubas had ever made. You know, it's it's such a, a relative concept. Um, you know, Adam Boquist is still young. We don't know what he's gonna how he's gonna turn out. He might thrive in Columbus's system. He might struggle. It's it's so it's so hard to sit down like now. What is it? Three days after the trade, mm-hmm. and be like, well, so and so won, and here's why. Um, Touching on that topic, just one more thing I did want to add. That was exactly something I tweeted yesterday. It was like so many Blackhawks fans after that trade, seeing that extra first round pick thrown in, they were so mad about the deal. And it's like, listen, we're not going to know for two or three years if this was a good trade or not. You know, like you just said, Adam Boquist is still very young. We don't know what he's going to become. He could be very good. He could become just an average defenseman. That's no knock on Boquist. That's just how things go sometimes. We don't know what those picks are going to become, and we don't know how well Seth is going to play. So before people 
lose their marbles. I think we just got to pump the brakes a little bit and understand that um, it's so easy to get caught up in a trade moments after it happens and, and getting all those emotions in that it's easy to let them come out of you. But um, I think perspective goes a long way with trades and just realizing that uh, it's going to be a long time until we truly know the winner and the loser. If there even is one, it could be even a win-win scenario for both sides. So yeah, exactly. Sometimes there isn't a winner or a loser in a trade. You know, sometimes it is just a trade that is the, the best possible trade for both both teams um and i also do want to add um as we kind of move on to talking about seth contract is okay so you paid a hefty price for him and he's he's getting nine and a half million for the next for eight years um which will kick in at the end of this upcoming season i now i'm super interested to know how much dougie hamilton is going to get because he was really the only kind of comparable and we talked about this last time we sat down was would you rather pay, you know, uh, a prospect and some picks for Seth Jones, or would you rather keep those prospect and picks and then pay more for Dougie Hamilton? So again, like just for Blackhawks fans, it really kind of turns into, you know, it's, would you rather have five bucks or would you rather have a, a coffee from Starbucks? You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's all, again, I, I hate to, to use the word again, but it's, it's all relative. You know, if you would rather have those picks, then this, Trade is obviously going to not work out if you would rather have, if you would rather have given away those picks to not have to pay Doggy Hamilton, you know, 10 and a half, 11 million or whatever he's going to get in free agency, then it's a winner. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be curious to see what Dougie does get. And it's also, uh, I saw the Carolina Hurricanes actually, they posted, or I'm not sure who said it. I believe it was their general manager or someone said that they were, they had started talks again with Dougie recently about potentially bringing him back to Carolina. Uh, I don't know how far those conversations have gone. I don't know if they've gotten closer to a deal or whatnot, but that's also something to consider as well as that Dougie um, could even stay with Carolina again, not sure how serious those talks are, but it was something I did see, but if he does hit the open market and sign somewhere, it's definitely fair um, for people to uh, want to, question the Blackhawks about not going that route because for a team that's supposed to be rebuilding, you know, you would think they'd want to have those picks in their back pocket, you know, Um, and they could have had Dougie and they could have kept those picks as well. So coming up in just a minute, I've got some more of my conversation with Jack, Uh, but first I'm going to tell you about bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. The Olympics are happening at the minute. If you would like to make some money on cycling or judo or synchronized swimming or skateboarding i guess is a is an olympic sport now which is super cool if you want to make some money but on any of those sports bet online has the odds for you so before the next event make sure you head over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device check out all the great sporting news sign up bonuses and contest information don't sit on the sidelines anymore this is your chance to get into the game as countries prep for their runs to olympic gold so again, if you head to the website, that's betonline.ag, sign up today. If you use promo code Locked On, all one word, receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That means if you pay $100, 
Brett Online will give you $50 on top of that. If you put $200 in, they will give you $100 on top of that. It is that easy. It's literally free money. Once again, that is promo code locked on or one word at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. At the end of the day, I do think, personally, just my opinion, I do think Seth Jones is the more complete defenseman. I talked about this many a times. I would have rather got Seth Jones than Dougie Hamilton, but would I have rather had Seth Jones? Um, would I rather had Dougie Hamilton and that first and second round pick and still Adam Boquist, you know? It depends on the price. So we're going to have to wait and see what happens with that situation. But um, I'm sure whatever happens is going to stir up the Blackhawks fans a little bit more after, yeah, seeing they, what, they do what, love... after seeing what Seth Jones got. Yeah, they do love to. I think we talked about this last time as well. But like, got, got you know, I, I really enjoyed my time as a Blackhawks fan. But my God, the drama is. It was it was actually really nice kind of quote unquote moving to a smaller fan base and realizing that oh okay people just aren't as extra about things here whether it's <laughs> because it's a smaller market or whether it's because Columbus is just a way more chill place than Chicago but yeah Chicago fans there was I don't think there was a winner you know if if Seth Jones had gone to Dallas you can guarantee there would be people in everyone's mentions being like wow I can't believe we missed out on Seth Jones what is Stan Bowman doing worst GM ever you know so it's (laughs) it feels very much like it's a team that that can't win right now absolutely yeah my mentions every day tweeting Blackhawks news there's someone no matter what it is someone's not thrilled with it at all times um (laughs) it's a tough it is the way the way of the the sports Twitter I think um I know and I hope Seth doesn't take it personally. I don't know if he's on social media a lot or not, but uh, I hope he understands that that's just what comes with being in such a big market, unfortunately, is you're going to have fans like that. Um, and I just like, I, I don't want, it's so frustrating to see people because of the deal and because of the contract that he signed, it's almost like they're wishing bad upon Seth Jones. It's like, what, what do you guys want? Like, <laughs> I, I don't understand it. Yeah, I think we we might have talked about this last time as well, actually, in the, um, who were we talking about? I felt we were talking about um, Taylor Hall, maybe, and how he didn't live up to, like, the contract that he signed in uh, Buffalo, or, where, or, yeah, I think it was Buffalo, the, the one-year contract that he signed and wasn't very good, and everyone was like, wow, I can't believe we paid $8 million. Oh, right. Uh, you know, right. you just, you can't. Yeah. Sometimes you just don't live up to the contract that you sign. Uh, Mitch Marner is is another really great example of it. Mitch Marner, phenomenal hockey player, but Mitch Marner also, you know, vanished in the playoffs. Apart from taking like three delay of game penalties at really crucial moments, you know, and got absolutely just slaughtered by the media, by the fans. So I feel like there is very much a, a case of again, Seth Jones could be the next Duncan Keith. He could be the next like. Right. We, are, we have no idea people he, being like well but we're paying him this much money and we gave up our first round pick rah 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 you know it's it is enjoyed. what it is i think it's it's very much a case of i've kind of um i've kind of come to the realization that like it it is what it is you know as someone who covers the team all i can do is 
talk about it in what I think is a pretty kind of measured, maybe a little bit biased because, you know, I'm still a fan of the team, even as I cover them. But you just have to kind of take it in stride. You know, there's no point. Like, what are, what are you getting angry about this deal? Like, what is that going to accomplish apart from maybe, I don't know, letting off some steam on, on Twitter? I, I know, and I, <laughs> I don't get it. Like, of course, I, I'm still a fan at the end of the day, and I don't, I, I've not had many people who I feel like are genuinely excited that we have Seth Jones. Like, I have not seen very many, like, inside of me, I, I'm still like, we have a number one defenseman now, guys. Do you, did you all forget that? Like this was our biggest need heading into, heading into the off season. I understand that 9.5 million. He's the third highest paid defenseman in the NHL. I get that's a lot of money, but we have a piece. We just checked a box off the list of what we need to do to improve this team going forward. And I feel like people haven't, fully understood that that was a big step in us going forward. I know it cost us a lot and I know it's a big chunk of money, but if Seth Jones can play like he was two years ago when he was that Norris level type of guy, and he was, you know, helping Columbus upset the Tampa Bay lightning in the first round of the playoffs, if he can return to being that guy, people are not going to be acting like this. And, And it's just, it's frustrating that that fans can be like this. It's almost like, it reminds me when the Blackhawks drafted Kirby Doc. Fans were angry. Fans were angry that the Blackhawks drafted Kirby Doc. They didn't go with Bowen Byram or Alex Turcotte, the guys who were supposed to go number three. And two, here we are two years later, Kirby Doc's supposed to be the cornerstone of our franchise and no one has a bad word to say about the kid, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's just like, let, let things play out and, and take a deep breath, relax, and understand we got a really good player here. I feel like people haven't grasped that yet. And I think that's all the time I have for today. Tomorrow I have a little bit more of my conversation with Jack, where we talk a little bit more detail about Adam Boquist and how he's, what he's going to turn into. uh, And we'll look at the career of Matt Calvert with the Blue Jackets. Matt Calvert announced his retirement earlier uh, last week. So we'll, we'll look at that. Uh, I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find this podcast at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at LockedOnBlueJackets at gmail.com. And uh, that's, that's it for today. Until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.